Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And Britain's in my very soul, tormenting me. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> and this week we're talking about Attack of the Clones. It's episode 66. Yeah. Yay! See, <laughs> see, I feel like people will be like, "Oh, wouldn't it wouldn't have been better if it was Revenge of the Sith?" That be the sixty six no. episode because of Order sixty six. No, this movie's the worst, so that one it gets the title. Correct. So, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, directed by by good old George from two thousand two. It has a sixty five percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. You heard it, folks. That's a positive rating. And a 57% audience score, which is two points lower than Phantom Menace. <laughs> Tyler, you look dead inside. I don't understand. This movie is terrible. It's the worst Star Wars movie. Right? Let's just let's just get that out. We're, we're not going to have we. I, I have a little bit of good to say about it. Just just a touch. Also, I apologize and... for all the clicking just then. We're good. No, we're not. How dare you? Um, but yeah, just just get that. If you if you still hold on to these these movies, I'm sorry, but we heavily disagree with you. If you still have like any sort of high opinion, especially this one, the third one will will probably be more forgiving of because it's not this one. Yeah. Um, but but this one don't 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 come here if if you're expecting us to like. And I'm not saying we're not going to give it a fair shake. I'm just saying we've tried to give it a fair shake, and it's the worst. And and I just want to I just want to lay that out all the all out on the table. Yep. Also, I I would like to go ahead and say if if for any of the the questions we have about like plot or stuff where we're like this doesn't make sense or we don't have enough information, if your argument is oh well if you go and read this book or whatever you'll find the answer. That's 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 not a good answer. If we can't get what we need from the movie from from the piece itself, if we have to get all of the supplements, you know, from from the other material. That's that's yeah. a huge problem. So, I I, it's, I it's don't accept that. If, it's one thing if it's like, oh, here's a there's a little like the Kessel Run from the for the original trilogy, yeah. where it's like, oh, you don't parsecs aren't time, and then people are like, well, what if it's a black hole field? thing or whatever yeah that's that's one thing we're not talking about little i'm talking about them saying that master siphodius created or sent in the order for the clone army and we have no idea who that is or if it's a cover for dooku or if it's sidious i don't know who that is and there is never an explanation given and that's an important piece of dialogue that needs to be given so i understand what's happening this movie really needed or this this trilogy really needed to start when Anakin was older. Yep. Like. Okay, let, let, let's go ahead and do best thing, worst thing. Let's let's get that out of the way. Do you have a sure. best thing other than John Williams' score, or you can just go back to John Williams' score? His score isn't even like because he introduces like the best parts of the score in the first one. Yeah. The like the best parts of the newer score. Yeah. I I, I guess so, there's there's the romantic. Theme I mean, it's, with Anakin and Padme, I guess. <sighs> I mean, it's still great, but it's it's not as stand out. Yeah, to me, as this one, um, in this one. Hmm. I guess. Do you want me to go first? I mean, I I can go. I I don't care. 
All right, fine, I'll go. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, my best thing. See, it, it's it's once again, it's going to be a specific scene. Do you? My best thing in the previous one was when Anakin has to go and leave his mother because that's the one time I felt any emotional response is, from is what was happening. It's is your favorite thing going to be Anakin and Padme getting married? Uh, yeah, because then is the that, movie is ended. That the scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's not that's not my favorite thing. Um, uh, and this is just me kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel to try and come up with something, but it kind of connects to my best thing from Phantom Menace. I'm just gonna say Shmi's death scene because I actually thought that was that was decently well handled. I'm not yeah. talking about afterwards where he slaughters a bunch of Tusken Raiders. I'm, I'm setting that aside, okay? I got, I got to take what I got in a bubble. Nothing else affects it. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, it's because they give Hayden Christensen minimal dialogue, and it's not terrible. And I don't know. I think the actress who plays Shmi, she's fine. Like, I don't know. I felt some yeah. mild emotional reaction. It's the best I got. I don't know. Sorry, I'm I'm sitting here trying to single out what my worst thing will be. Oh yeah, I also like. I I feel like they could have really gone really schmaltzy with it. Where I I, I appreciate that Shmi doesn't complete. You know, she she's trying to say I love you, but she isn't able to complete it, and she dies before she finishes it. Mm. I don't know. I like that. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Still doesn't, still doesn't explain why he never went to go rescue her before, but whatever. Um, my worst thing, it's going to be everything else with Anakin, because he is the most unlikable protagonist I think I have ever seen in any movie I've watched. Probably. He's either whiny, angry, creepy, or some combination of the three. He At no point in this movie do I find him likable. Don't forget... Murderous. Yeah. I killed them. I killed them all. And not just yeah. the men, but the women and the children too. I I have more thoughts on this, but I, let's go ahead and knock out. Oh, I yeah, feel like we need to dive into... Let me just go ahead and say, yeah. much like Jake Lloyd and Phantom Menace, I do not blame it on Hayden Christensen. I, th- I think he could have done a fine job. I, I don't think he was the best choice for the part. I think he could have done a fine job with a better script. The problem is all with George Lucas's script and his direction. Yeah. Um, I have never seen Hayden Christensen in anything else aside from Revenge of the Sith or the end of the special edition of Return of the Jedi. And in this, in this movie, he's really bad. Yeah. He's worse than Tobey Maguire in the Raimi movies. Yep. Um... It's not. I don't know. It's the same. It's a. It's the same general level of, like. Why is how are we supposed to relate to this character? This this their reactions are completely unbelievable, and they're very wooden, and it's just it's not good. Yeah. It's so not good. Um, and I I was just thinking of a couple of different interesting angles they could have gone with this. There are so many interesting angles that could have gone no, with this. No, but just, like, one thing. Like, one big, huge thing that we never see him, you know, talk about with anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess he knows he's the chosen one? Does he? Um. 
Because if he does, he never talks about it. Like, what? How does he feel about it? How does he feel about does this, he, this dumb retcon prophecy? Does he know about it? That, that's like, what, like, that's what I'm it, saying. I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like they talk about it so much. He should know, but I don't know. That that's, that just seems like a very weird thing. Like, if if he is supposed to know, he never talks about it. And if they're keeping it a secret from him, why would you keep that a secret from him? I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Probably because the Jedi are terrible. They really are. They really are. Um, so so my, my favorite thing, to, to, to get in one last little bit of happiness for this movie before we can proceed to spend the next hour wrecking it, um, I do appre- I think, in a way, I almost feel like this is, from a, I mean, I, it's not great to, this is not really like a great thing to to have, but it's something. Um, I feel like from a visual standpoint, it's the most creative of definitely the most creative of the prequels. And it's it's pretty like compared to the rest of Star Wars, it feels like like the original trilogy, he he is very much trying to build this world and do a lot of interesting stuff with it and introduce a lot of interesting elements and uh, characters and, and and pretty much all from a visual standpoint. I do feel this movie has a lot of things that I... concepts or, or designs that I really appreciate. And I'm talking way around this because I can only say so much without saying, but it's all executed really poorly. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, Dexter Jetster is my favorite character. I mean, that's and and that's that's one people love to make fun of in this movie. And it's whatever. It's dumb. He doesn't look very good. It's fine. Um but I'm more I, talking about I think the the weird Camino like tall skinny aliens, I think those look the worst of any of the special yeah. effects in this movie. They do not hold up well yeah. at all. E- exactly. All of the I mean, pretty <laughs> The effects in this movie are not good. Nope. Um, and it's, it's I think, in large part because George Lucas... I think there's a thing where George Lucas wanted so much for the originals to be more visually than what he was able to do at the time, and that's why he's so... He was so hellbound on making this special editions and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and with this one, where he realized... I mean, the, we all make fun of him for... And, and I think for good reason for basically filming these movies in green boxes and especially this one um, but to him that was probably like oh my gosh I can just completely do whatever I want like I can finally fulfill my my expectations and, and the, my like this can finally look the way I want it to look because we can just create everything and it's basically a cartoon yeah that I can just bend to look however I feel like and it doesn't matter we don't have to worry about effects or anything I, I just want to yes. say something um, while I was watching this for the most recent rewatch uh, I was visiting my, my folks during the time uh, when I was watching it and, and my, my dad came into the room and he, he started looking at it he's like oh that looks you know that, 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 that looks pretty good or whatever mm-hmm. I'm like it, it's just Ian McGregor surrounded by green screen 
And he's like, well, I don't know. It looks kind of pretty and stuff. And, and it's when he's talking to the Camino people or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so it's it's pretty much he's interacting with cartoons. Imagine Ewan McGregor just talking to Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, and that's that's what you've got. And my dad, <laughs> my dad turned to me and goes, oh, you ruined it for me. <laughs> It really is, though, and I think I think the older these movies get, the the more people are going to realize that. Um, but I understand why George Lucas, being the man he is, became so obsessed with that, and and yeah, you know, completely just went full bore and did everything that he possibly could to use the extent of early two thousands CGI. Yes, um, well, it, it is within the baffling mind of George Lucas, that is one of the few things where I can connect the dots and go, okay, I understand his motivation in doing this. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I, as I was saying, notwithstanding the fact that a lot of the effects do not look very good, I do think there's a lot of creative, interesting Star Wars-esque stuff going on yeah. between the, the creatures in the Colosseum fight, um, the... I like the the overall idea of Camino, where it's the the ocean planet, and yeah. they're all kind of like on these platforms, and that's kind of fun. Um, the I mean, Coruscant is cool. Yeah. The idea of I I don't think that that wasn't introduced in the last one, right? What Coruscant? Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, that's in the last one. Okay, yeah, that's they all blend together for me. That, that's, um, that's that's the end goal. That's where they're trying to get the queen so she can complain about the Trade Federation or whatever. Okay. See, this is great. You, you've you completely blocked Phantom Menace from, from your, your your conscious self. This is great. You're not, you're not wrong. You're really not. I haven't been um, able to. I, I wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night screaming about why the Trade Federation was there doing things. <laughs> um, I need help. You really do. I'm sorry. Uh... Oh, yeah, I, I love how there's a throwaway line to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, despite, you know, ha- ha- having a whole bunch of trials and stuff, uh, Newt Gunray is still in charge of the Trade Federation. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have him there so he can complain when Padme doesn't get horribly murdered. And he's, uh, like a a face that is familiar to the audience so it's like hey there's a person i guess hey it's the bad guys i guess because i know him sure yeah it's a republican it's fine um yeah it's newt gingrich i guess (laughs) (laughs) i guess what are these anyway i want to finish my actual good my one good point about the movie before we we get too far um but yeah, Coruscant I think is a Coruscant is a cool idea. Is, is it um, Coruscant or is it Coruscant? I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Coruscant. Yeah, because um, because yeah, little Jake Lloyd says Coruscant in in one yes. of the behind the scenes things. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's more. My mind is already forgetting this movie. It's it's trying to protect me. And um, you watched it today. I watched it like a I week did. ago. I really did. But. Even the droid factory, to some extent, is kind of interesting. And it's a complete there's... waste of a set piece because nothing really happens. But exactly, and it's dumb. And like, why is C three PO there? And Wouldn't it be cool if that if that if, if they there, somehow though? made that the finale? Yeah, I mean, I like I like the Coliseum stuff fine, but I I don't know. I I feel like the the droid factory is something you could have really done with you know something interesting, especially with. if it was if it was 
they maybe they invade the droid factory at the end. Yeah. To stop the droids being made. Instead of going into a boring hangar type Desert. thing to fight Dooku. Oh yeah, that yeah. Yeah, whatever. Which um, by the way, Padme gets knocked out of the ship and her she she she's telling the clone that that fell with her. She's like, "We've got to get to that hangar," even though she had no idea where they were going. Yeah, I see no problem here. She's force sensitive. I, I love this movie. <laughs> uh, but the, I do like the were the super battle droids in the last one. No, just just the normal stupid okay. skinny I, battle droids. I like the super battle droids. I like that's the, a cool design. I will admit, yeah. I yeah. like I like the vehicles or the not the vehicles, but like the big droids, like the spider droid and the wheel droid. And well, I like how the, the like the big trade Nemoidian um or trade whatever Federation like mm-hmm. the the battleship things that are taking off. It's supposed to be like oh they're like small Death Stars and then they go up yeah. and and they form like the trade Federation ship that we saw in Phantom Menace. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, again. The the, the uh, Geonosians created the the Death Star plans. I guess that's one of the more offensive. I thought it was Lashif. I thought Lashif from <laughs> Casino Royale did that. Tyler. No, actually, <laughs> you have to realize that it was Blofeld the whole time. I'm the author of all your pain. And it's just George. <laughs> okay, now you gotta say that line in the George Lucas I am, voice. Now I you, am, now you I, got to. See, I'm I'm more of an author of your pain than anybody else ever has been um, <laughs> in these movies. And... Oh my goodness. How are we gonna get through this episode? I don't know. What's your worst We're thing? We're so done already. The movie. <laughs> I'm not even I can't I'm that's I can I can praise the concept art all I want and I can praise the idea behind what George Lucas was trying to do to some extent but it's just terrible. Yep, the dialogue is the worst dialogue I've ever seen in anything. I mean, I'm, I, I, you know I know the, there's... You know what the best thing is? He did not write the screenplay by himself this time. That's beautiful. There is a screenwriting I... credit to a guy called Jonathan Hales. I don't know who that is. It got worse, though. Yeah. I don't... I'm looking at this I, I want to say they, they hired that guy to come in and do a rewrite because George Lucas realized what a horrible job he had done. But this is like literally two days before they started shooting the film... And this guy comes in, he's like, I can't do anything. Too many wheels are set in motion. Yeah. And... How do you spell that last name? Do you have any idea? H-A-L-E-S, I believe. Anyway. Um, it's... I. It makes me wonder if there is... If there is deleted footage or something... Or, or scenes that never got filmed from the original trilogy that had terrible love lines and everything. Because the original trilogy works so well because... or the, the, Specifically, the relationship between Han and Leia works so well because it's so minimalistic and they're, the, they use the two brilliant actors they have to like just emote and, and portray it. 
Well, plus they're not, they're not saying, like, super over-the-top, ridiculously unsubtle, generic love dialogue. Exactly. It, it, but it's it's not generic. It's worse than generic. Yeah. It's so much worse. I don't understand how... Jonathan Hales also worked on the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. All right. They got the script. Wait, what? I'm trying to figure this out. Dead air time. People love it. Riveting sound. Um, Apparently he worked with Lucas as costumes were designed and sets were constructed. At that stage, Attack of the Clones felt like a virtual film because we got the script only three days before we started shooting. Yep. We had to build this these sets to a script that didn't exist. See, that's the thing that confuses me. Because most of the time, when you have like a rushed production where people are kind of scatterbrained and they don't really know what they're doing and the script isn't finished, mm-hmm. that's when the... The studio has a release date, and they are making that team, you have to hit this release date. Uh Here, George can do whatever he wants. He's the mastermind in control. Yep. Why is he, why, why is he not like, oh, hey, we we can push off production another month. Let's finish this script. Say what you will about Phantom Menace, but it printed money. Yeah. He could, he could do whatever, yeah, he could totally just say, nah, I'm gonna, I'm going to take some time on it. It's not ready. We're going to make it the best movie we can. But or maybe he, he didn't. Th- or maybe he thinks just making it on the fly is the best way to do it. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's what he got used to from the first ones because everything in there just kind of somehow fell together. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. Um so the dialogue's terrible. We we could go over that for days. It's just watch it's, any romance scene between Padme and Anakin, and it's it's the whole scene is cringeworthy. There's not a single line where I go, oh, "That was fine." Yeah, um, and of course everyone knows about that, but also everything else is so exposition heavy. Yeah, and but at the same time, we're never cares- getting quite enough facts to figure out what's happening. Exactly, it's. We're trying to get to know these characters because through the facts they are saying to each other. Yeah. And the facts they are saying to each other isn't building this story. It's as if we're supposed to get to know the character. The, the dialogue is somehow meant to get, get us to know the characters, but the it's like George Lucas, the only way he knows how to get us to know the characters is by providing random exposition. And I just don't understand it. Yeah. Random inserts of backstory that we don't actually see because, hey... Why show something interesting? Am I right? Yeah. Um, like the whole bit I of just, the opening when when Obi Wan's like, "Oh, you haven't been this tense since we we did that one adventure or whatever." And Anakin's like, "Ha ha ha! You remember it wrong. I ended up saving you." Blah 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 blah. And immediately you realize that Hayden Christensen is not, at least in this movie. Like I said, I have never seen him in anything else, but maybe he. I, I will say maybe it, Jumper is a is a pretty bad movie, but he has significantly more charisma than he does in this. Okay, okay. I I wouldn't say he's very good in that. He's still kind of a flat line in it, but he is mm-hmm. he is not the complete nosedive that he is in in this he, in Revenge yeah. of the Sith. He's so wooden, and just immediately you get in that conversation, you get it because Ewan McGregor 
you know, playfully says this, and then he, Hayden Christensen just says, no, I had to rescue you from that nightmare. And then Ian McGregor laughs it off. He's like, huh, I guess you're right. And it's, it, Ian McGregor's charisma shines through because he's yeah. a great actor. Um, not so much for Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Oh, can I just say, like, because they're being sent to to try and be bodyguards for Padme because the assassins are trying to get to her. Um, mm-hmm. And it, because Palpatine wants her to be with familiar faces. Okay, makes enough sense, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's just really awkward dialogue right after that where Anakin's like, I haven't seen her in 10 years. And he's talking about like how excited he is and how nervous he is to see her again. And I want to... Like, Obi-Wan should be like... Are you attracted to her? Because you know we're, we're we are Jedi weirdos, and we're not supposed to be attracted to women. You, or you know, we just established two two days ago in the meeting that we were never going to love anybody else again. Also, that is never established in Phantom Menace. Exactly the it, whole attachment yeah. thing, which is um, ugh. it's such a forced, uh, stupid idea just to hey, have them hey, have relationship hey. drama. Forced. <laughs> I would say you disappoint me, but this movie disappointed me more, so it's fine. Yeah, I'll wave it off. It sounds good. I'll um, force push it off, as it were. <laughs> the more dead airtime. I love it. Yay! <laughs> I might, I might cut that bit out. Can I, I probably won't. Can, can I just say that the next bit where they're actually talking with Padme and, you know, hey, we saw Jar Jar again because he's still in this movie. <sighs> um, uh, there, There's the bit where Anakin and Obi-Wan are just arguing with each other and Anakin yeah. sounds like a complete idiot. Yeah. I want to know at one point in any of these interactions where he's acting like a complete weirdo that Padme's like, I'm going to marry this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know the moment where it switches on. It still bothers me that I don't know. Obi, <laughs> I don't even know how to approach this because it's so confusing. The entire characterization of Obi Wan and Anakin, they might as well be the same character, kind of like Qui Gon and and Obi Wan McGregor and, and Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except for the fact that Ian McGregor is a good actor and he's coming through a lot more in this movie than the last one. I'm not sure if that's because they gave him more to do or... Yes, it's that one. Th- you, you think that's what it is? Um, what does he actually do in the plot of the last one other than yeah. kill Darth Maul? He has nothing exactly. to do in that plot. <laughs> at least this, he's he's going off on a little detective mission. Like, at least there's yeah. that. Something is happening. Yeah. Um, but it's the fact that he's doing that while Hayden Christensen is, is so wooden and uncharismatic that it defines the two characters and that's pretty much all we're going off of and it's not they can't like neither of them can work with the script nearly well enough to actually turn it into good characterization but yeah those are the only real hints of personality we get because otherwise their actions might as well be i'm still baffled by the choice to make because hayden christensen looks older than Natalie Portman in this movie, and Jake Lloyd looked much younger than her in the last movie. In my in my opinion, at least. That's true. And so, yeah. And I'm, I don't understand how the aging works. I don't understand... So, okay, okay, okay. Let's go with this. I believe in the first one, Anakin is supposed to be like 9, and Padme's mm-hmm. supposed to be I mean, like I, 14. 
I get the facts that we are told. It just seems very strange yeah. to me. And it feels like the first movie does... I don't know. It, it feels like the first movie does, We didn't even need to see that one. How old was Hayden Christensen when this movie came out? I have no idea. Let me... Uh, you can check. Okay, that's I'm, fine. I'm looking up. Ramble. Talk can, about the stuff. Can I just say, I, I immediately thought of the awkward moment where it's like once Padme's like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. You guys just stay here and bodyguard, whatever. Um, uh-huh. And Obi-Wan's like, wait, wait, what, why... why why can't, or are the cameras dead? And Anakin goes, I don't think she liked me watching. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. And, and Obi-Wan never, like, responds to that at all. And they just get into a stupid, like, discussion that you can faintly hear in the background while the actual murder stuff's going on in Padme's room, where they're arguing over, like, whether or not you should trust politicians. And that feels like George Lucas just having a discussion with himself over whether you should trust <laughs> politicians. He's slowly just going insane during the course of these movies as he <laughs> puts his inner voices onto it. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so apparently he was more. only... No, I've, I've, I found it. So he was born in 1981, okay. so he was only 21? He, he was 20 when they were making the movie. He was 20 mm-hmm. when they were making the movie. Because mm-hmm. it came out in 2002. Um, yeah, so... Hmm. That's interesting. When, when was... When did Phantom Menace come out? 99. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know anymore. How old was Natalie Portman? I don't know. This This is making less and less sense to me as I try to look it up. The, just okay. the way they try. Well, they gave her three okay. years. Well, let me go in ahead between... and. Yes, between in three years, it's it's supposed to be a ten year gap between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Natalie Portman was also born in 1981. That's weird. I'm uncomfortable. So, <laughs> I'm so confused. So so, <laughs> so she, she was a so, so Hayden she Christensen. Was a... Anakin's supposed to be like five years younger than her, even though they're the exact same age in real life. Yes. That's weird. And I guess they're supposed to be aged up well beyond that? Even... Oh my gosh. My my mind is blown. So let me talk about the action set piece. I just just want to reiterate one more time. Hold on. The fact that there are three... So there are three years in between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones... Correct. And in that time, Natalie Portman is supposed to have aged... So, how... Jake Lloyd was nine. Yeah, or, well, I believe Anakin was supposed to be nine. I don't know how old Jake Lloyd was supposed to be, or how old okay, he so, was. Okay, so, so Anakin was nine in Phantom Menace. Yeah. And he ages up to probably somewhere in his 20s is what they're going for. No, maybe? it's a 10-year gap. Is it exactly 10 years? Okay, I believe, so, it, so I he believe is supposed so. to be... I'm not 100% on any of these numbers. This is just what I remember. So he is supposed to be 19. Yes, I believe. And she's supposed to be like 24. Yes. It's weird. But, but they, so she, she was playing a 14-year-old as a 16-year-old? And then they 16, had her playing 17, yeah, yeah. a 24-year-old as a 19-year-old? 
So she's supposed to go from 14 to 24 in three world year. Why did they cast Natalie Portman in the first one? Because she was a hot up-and-coming actress that a lot of people knew? I don't know. It's the same reason as casting Sam Jackson as Mace Windu, even though he gets nothing to do. People recognize that that person. If you're going to do that, why do you have the first movie be about young Anakin? Just make make them... Because George didn't know where to start! (laughs) I'm so confused. Why else would he have Qui-Gon be, I I guess, the the attempted protagonist, even though nobody's really the protagonist in that movie? (laughs) Phantom Menace is such a false start. My head, my head hurts. All right, my head hurts so bad. All right, let me let me go ahead and take the load off from you. you do you want me to talk about the the first big action set piece? Talk, talk about whatever you feel like talking about. Okay. So so I'm having a crisis over here. So Zam Wessel, who, oh yeah, her, I guess her name is in the movie. I, I couldn't remember if they actually say what her name is because that sometimes happens with Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she sends in those stupid little worm things that try to kill Padme, and they sense that they're there for some reason. And Anakin I, th- I goes... think it's. Yeah, I was gonna say I, th- I think it's a, there's a prequel meme somewhere where uh, it's it's the thing with the the brains or whatever the that slowly like get bigger and bigger. I don't know if you've seen this like the glowing brains, and it's the first one is assassinating somebody, and the second is like assassinate or hiring somebody to assassinate your target, and then hiring somebody to assassinate your target using a droid, hiring somebody to assassinate your target using a droid to deploy death worms yep and it's like what are you, what yep <laughs> it's so, delegation so, all the way down so Django hired zam wessel even though he was hired by dooku to kill padme and zam wessel instead of using that rifle that she seems to be very good with because she shoots the robot with obi-wan hanging on it from did, a great distance did, instead did of just sniping Sorry, padme she sends in those stupid worm things with that droid and then when it fails, she just kind of runs away. Did Palpatine want her to get killed? I don't know. <laughs> Would that have been better for him? Is that because he? But she also seems to be instrumental time... in his way to corrupt Anakin. But, but does he? But does he know that Padme and Anakin are a thing? Because I... because Anakin I... says I haven't seen her in ten years. So did I... did Palpy know back when he was a little nine year old boy? That he was going to fall in love with Padme when he became a young Jedi? I'm just... I... I don't... This it's plot, just, this it's, plot if it's... I may, is a can of intergalactic poisonous worms. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, okay. So let me let me continue. I, I, I feel like... I, we don't usually just go, like, plot point by plot point, just, just like you know going through the movie we don't usually do that it's more of a kind of a we, we ramble and just go throughout the whole thing doing whatever we want um but i feel like with this it, it fully is going through this specific set piece just establishes how nonsensical every single moment in this movie is um because anakin and obi-wan since the worms anakin goes sure. in slices them up and you would think anakin being the reckless and stupid one would jump out of the window and the grab emotional the emotional one yeah. Yes. The one who it who should, who, who it, doesn't think before he acts. But no, Obi Wan's Obi Wan's the one that jumps out of the window and grabs the droid, and Anakin's like, "Stay here," and then he goes and grabs a speeder to follow him. Yeah. So so we're already having contradicting character statements based on their actions. Yeah. Um, and then 
Uh, Obi Wan gets shot out of the sky. He lands in the speeder with with Anakin. Um, there, there's witty banter, quote unquote. Sure. Whatever. And they're following Zam, and then eventually they get lost because Anakin's an idiot. Um, but then somehow he, I does he sense that Zam's like five hundred feet below him somewhere? Because he just Apparently. like he just he just he just dives off the speeder. And then well, he just magically he, lands on, could, on, on Zam's speeder. I'm confused. Apparently he could sense Padme, if you know what I mean. So Ah, you know. it's it's like Henry Cavill's Superman sensing that Amy Adams is in danger, despite sure. being not being able to sense that his mommy's in danger. Sure. Did we mention exactly. his mommy's name is Martha? <gasps> what if Obi-Wan's mother's name was Shmi? <laughs> I was I was I was getting ready to 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 cover our cover our butts for for going over such a terribly like dead horse beaten joke, but that was you, you pulled it off. That was good. Oh man, oh man, you're still laughing. You okay, buddy? No, I'm not. I, I I had too much fun with that. I'm so sorry. So anyway, Anakin lands on the ship or whatever, and he loses his <laughs> lightsaber. Then they crash land with awkward green screen, and Anakin's mm-hmm. chasing after her. She runs into the club slash bar or whatever. Then Obi-Wan chastises him for, for losing his lightsaber, even though in subsequent action scenes, Obi-Wan will lose his lightsaber. And then Zam tries to kill him in no, the see, bar it's, it's instead of poetry. Just it rhymes. It's it, it's 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 irony. See, that only works if your characters aren't morons. <laughs> but Zam just tries to go and kill him in the bar. Why wouldn't she just run while they're just in there chilling? I'm waiting for you to tell me the answer. I don't have it. <laughs> and then Jane, and then Django's just waiting outside because he knows they'll take her back outside to interrogate her. And then he's like, "Okay, now I can shoot my my magical poison dart from Camino that they won't be able to track." At the apprentice that I hired, even though and then now, he just flies even away. though now Padme, even though now Padme is like perfectly indefensible and you know not guarded by either of her two Jedi guards that are supposed to be protecting her and are the only reason she survived. And he has a giant rocket. He has a giant rocket on his backpack. Yeah. See, that was the one time where I actually liked the dead air. I was, I was fine with that. I was, just, I, was letting, I was letting the moment linger. But yeah, that just that action set piece I, alone just like perfectly encapsulates how nonsensical this whole thing is. Yeah. Where it's just, I don't know what's happening at any given moment in time. Do we want to try and talk about the overall plot of this movie if we possibly can? Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Let's do it. Okay. I've got a question for you, Tyler. Mm Mm-hmm. You think you can answer it? No. The answer is no. (laughs) Why are the Separatists leaving the Republic? Why are they so upset? What is their grievance? Trade Federation. Or should I say, 
what is their general grievous? Oh. You get it? A no. thing. We haven't seen that movie yet. <laughs> but but yeah, why why are they upset with with the Republic? Like we never get any dialogue about that. And I love how they made such a big deal about getting Palpatine elected ten years ago. I guess he must have done a bang up job considering all these people want to leave the Republic. That's all part of the Emperor's plan. To I guess. Get, get people to leave because wars and conflict and then I guess he's trying to get the Separatists to fight in order to get powers to use his clone army that he commissioned for reasons only to then lead the Clone Wars for like some period of years and then kill off his top advisor using some guy that he also wants to be his top advisor and like i very lost it bothers me a lot because the clone wars basically start at the end of this one and end at the beginning of the next one right yep and we, we don't completely skip out it on screen we completely skip ever and what even are they like what are they fighting what are, more droids is that what we're going for is that yep it's just it's just a big droid, it, and we don't it, see any it of that. It is the clone army led by the Jedi against all the droids that the other um, Separatists have built. How many Separatists are there? Who are the well, Separatists? There's the banking clan, there's the Trade Federation, there's the Commerce Guild. Wait, so the, so the Trade Alliance. Federation the Trade Federation is, they are Separatists? Yeah, because uh, Newt Gunray's there with them. Right. But, him i love how you've completely blocked out this movie from your mind this is great i wish i had this power is it possible to learn this power not from a jedi (laughs) no okay i buy it do you have more questions oh my skype is freaking out yes it is are we we good are we good to go i think i think we're fine now okay Continue. So so then after this, they're like, okay, Obi-Wan, you go by yourself to figure out who this bounty hunter is. It, it'll be fine. You can go by yourself. You're a big boy. Mm-hmm. And then they tell Anakin, who based on past creepy dialogue, we know is very attracted to Padme. So they tell him, hey, you can be her bodyguard and take her to this really beautiful, lush, sexy planet. Yep, and Obi Wan says nothing. Well, I mean, he does complain a little bit, but it's more just like, oh, he's kind of arrogant. Not, he's super attracted to this girl, and you know our whole thing about attachment. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, maybe we shouldn't do that. And I don't believe they ever actually face any threats on the planet, right? No, they don't. They don't. They. So, what was the point? Because then so they, they leave. Could, be, so they could get romantic time in these, these lush, beautiful environments. I'm haunted by the kiss George Lucas never should have given me. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so bad. It's just so bad. Um... I have another question for you, Tyler. 
Oh boy. You will not be able to answer this one either. Oh boy. Why? Okay, so so Padme's whole thing is, and the reason she's getting targeted is because she is wholly against creating a military to fight for the Republic against the Separatists in this war that is sure. pretty much inevitable. Why is she against the building a military? Like what? I'm I'm fine with her being like I'm 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 not I'm against building a military, but I don't know what her motivation is. Because because a republic military would have been very helpful to help liberate your planet ten years ago of the trade federation. Because she has never been involved in any conflict before, and she would rather die than get involved in a, in a in a conflict or a war. She refuses to touch touch armies, even though, like, it just happened. It's fine. I feel Everything's like you just fine. made all of that up. <laughs> it's weird. You know? It's funny. That's, that's what they said to George Lucas when he uh, gave him the script. <laughs> personally offended by the way that you're treating my script. It's, I'm very proud of it. It's a more... There's more paper in this script than we've ever had before. And I... It, there's a lot of ink, too. It's... <laughs> Why are we doing this to ourselves? So on Anakin's end, him and Padme are just hanging out on, on these, these gorgeous, just extravagant locations where he admits to her, hey, I support a fascist dictatorship, and hey, I'm in creepy love with you. I mean, Let's he, get he married says it, or whatever. He, makes, he turns the dictatorship thing into a joke. Even though he expresses no emotion that actually really like makes it seem like a joke, she just starts laughing, and he's like, yeah... I mean, he smiles a bit, but it's, it's well, so well, creepy well, and weird. It, it, doesn't she say something like, oh, you're making fun of me? Yeah. Even though I don't know how that's making fun of her by saying he supports a fascist dictatorship? <laughs> <laughs> Look, humor humor in the Star Wars universe is a complex... E- even though the original trilogy is perfectly funny on its own. You know, it's great. That's, when, that's when, after Palpatine. You know what's great? When when Luke called the Millennium Falcon a piece of junk after Han Solo built it up so much, so you know we we could get a good chuckle out of it, and, and then it ends up having to you know that they end up proving how how useful it is later on. You know, some to feed into the characters in the story. See, Here see, it's no, you're you don't understand. Fun of me. The original trilogy was made after Palpatine executed Order Fun. So. <laughs> You, 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 you miss, you miss, they, 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 they gloss over in the originals, they gloss over how Palpatine uses the fun star to go around and it's, and he destroys all the fun. No, 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 he's, he's, he's introducing fun. Palpatine's a fun guy. Oh, okay, okay. He's, he, he makes, he makes the jokes, people like him a lot, but then... He 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 turned bad because 
Oh my god. I want I want a Palpatine bumper sticker where it's like Palpatine 2020. He makes the jokes. <laughs> Palpatine see, see, Vader 2020. He makes the jokes. He's He really he really doesn't get all spiteful and genocidal until until he goes to a comedy club on on Tatooine and then they they Open completely mic just night. like Yeah, and they completely just shut they there, there was a heckler. It was that guy who. <laughs> it was who... Shmi. Shmi started tossing like tomatoes and lettuce at him, no, 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 and he's like, "It's." And, and it's he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm, I'm gonna have a convergence of the force with her, within her." No, no, no. It's it, this is after. This is this is Palpatine. Once he, once he becomes emperor, he's a happy dude. You know, he doesn't. He's good. He's fine. He's he's just going around. He's making the jokes. And and you know he's he's doing he's having a good time and then there's it's the guy from from Tatooine that says, hey this is, this is my friend he doesn't like you I don't like you he's he's he starts you know the guy who gets his arm cut off yeah he starts heckling heckling Palpatine and Palpatine just gets really angry and storms off and then he decides to kill the universe that's how it all starts there's probably R two D two in there somewhere too just because that's how this universe works but. Also, R2-D2 flies in this movie. Like, where did that come from? I, I, <laughs> Any, I, I think he does it briefly in the third one, and then he never flies again. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm still amazed by the fact that you managed to rescue this podcast from my rambling about comedian Palpatine. I want comedian Palpatine, by the way. <laughs> no, because because Seth MacFarlane voices Palpatine in those robot chicken skits. Sure, and sure. it's and it's beautiful. So I just want him to have a whole show of it. It's Palpatine doing stand up, and it's just horrible Star Wars puns for half an hour. I want this. See, at at some point, he builds he builds a giant whoopee cushion, and they're like Han Solo is is he sent with Chewie and. and like that's no moon it's a whoopee cushion and that's it killed thousands of people when it landed on Tatooine it was it was it was a horrible event I shouldn't make jokes about it <laughs> always remember <laughs> okay let's keep going let's let's keep going is this the most that at least the two of us individually have ever been broken by a movie like I don't know. I'm, here I'm still talking about the movie. You're the one who's going off on a tangent. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's just the most I've ever been broken by a movie. <laughs> oh boy, continue. Can I just say <laughs> one one thing I did like? I, I I found something I liked. Bear with me sure. here. Okay. Did you notice that Palpatine actually looked significantly older than he did in the first one? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Because in the next one, he actually... Like, in this one, he looks like... He, he looks super pale and kind of gaunt. Like, uh-huh. he, he hasn't been taking very good care of himself. Mm-hmm. Because, I guess the idea is that, you know, leading the galaxy for, or the Republic for ten years, you know, that'll, it'll do that to you. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, I don't remember him looking... Like, he looks a lot better. Like, yeah. he looks less I pale. Don't he looks like... He, he he looks healthier. I kind of wish they had kept with this because when you get to the third one, it's just like, oh, he looks like Monster Man because because he got lightning in the face. Yeah, I kind of just wish as it opposed was, to just no, like, they just slowly show him getting older and older with each movie, and he just lives a really long time, and he just lives a long time. 
I, I really do feel like they were actually going for that, and then in the third one, he's like, nah, people won't get that. Lightning to the face. See, episode three takes oh, oh, place. I'm, I'm, how, how are you going to go off on a tangent with this one? I'm waiting for it. A- a- episode three takes place after he, he executes order cucumber facial. It rejuvenates his... It's possible to learn this power. Do you remember when I said maybe I should just do this one by myself when I'm just talking about the movie? I... I think that's that might have been the better option. I'm just saying. I'm challenging you to try and finish this podcast while I'm just completely... <laughs> the movie, making sense of this garbage is already challenge enough. I don't need you adding extra, extra madness to this. Continue. I don't care anymore. It's fine. <laughs> Can I also well, say stay, it's kind stay of stay rogue, everybody? <laughs> can I can I just say not not just going along with Anakin being super creepy because he is creepy and he's constantly like arguing with her and then you know he'll he'll say this weird semi romantic semi stalker creepy dialogue, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then she's always wearing like these super skimpy revealing outfits. Yep, and it's like, do you want the guy to be attracted to you or not? I so like it's, it's speaking very, of outfits. It's very random. Odd. Ran, random and, side note. And like, oh, sorry. The the weird me. scene yeah. where where um they're they're looking over the lake or whatever, and she's she's got like a backless dress, and he starts like touching her arm, mm-hmm. and then she starts kissing him, and then she's like, "No, I shouldn't have done that," which is very dumb. Like, what does and she she's, want? She's the one who said she says she shouldn't have done that, and not Anakin. And and we, no did, no and Padme's the one who's hesitant. She doesn't want to go in with the, with the romance. If the whole idea is that if Anakin gets involved in a romantic relationship with her, he could be kicked out of the Jedi Order. Shouldn't he be the one that is doesn't want to get involved? Yeah, he literally doesn't care. He just wants to get in her pants. That's that's all. Like he doesn't even attempt to, to have any. It's sort Batman of like, Return Syndrome. Everyone wants. Oh, to Oh, maybe have sex. I shouldn't do it. He's just like yeah. What? Skype just did some weird stuff. Say that again. It's it's Batman Returns syndrome. Everyone wants to have sex. Okay. 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 Yeah. I I Skype cut out and I just heard it's Batman Returns sex and I was I was oh, yeah. really confused. You know it. Which more or less I mean same same idea. Um but yeah. It I I it's just weird and I don't know what they're going for hating Christensen as Anakin does not display any sort of like self control or thought into his actions. Or also, he's constantly whining about Obi Wan. He's like, "This is all Obi Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's not letting me do what I want." Once again, at what point is fair, Padme attracted to this man? And Obi Wan is, to be fair, maybe she's just trying to to lead him on so she can get closer to Obi Wan. Maybe she thinks Obi Wan's really hot. <laughs> And see, like, she's loved him ever since she saw Obi-Wan when he was, like, five years older than her. And and so, and it's just, it's just a triangle. Obi-Wan really loves Anakin. <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm okay um, with this. But I do, I do want to point out, you mentioned outfits. I love that when he walks, when Obi-Wan walks into Dexter Jetster's 
um, diner, the waitress is like, oh, hey, there's someone here to see you. Looks like a Jedi. Jedi, they just wear brown robes and don't love. That's that's what the Jedi are known for in this in this uh, time period. That's they're like weird idiot monk hippies. Yes, it's and they odd. don't fight, but then they like take full advantage of a clone army if they feel like it. And we're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. No, and then they just have no, like by the, the end of the, the movie, you're, you're totally soldiers. Where a bunch of Jedi just run into the Coliseum and they're fighting because like because George is like, oh, the fans want to see all all the all the hundreds of Jedi with lightsabers just fighting a whole army. Yeah, that's what they want. Which, to be fair, fans that like these movies will point to moments like those and go, "This is the stuff that I like." Yeah. Which is What's, the lightsaber battles, battles in this movie are terrible. Yep. It's because nobody knows I what love- they're interacting with. Like we were talking about this before um we started recording, but the scene where Obi-Wan's fighting with Jango Fett on on Camino. You can see if you're just looking at Ewan McGregor Reg- uh, I cannot say his name. Ewan McGregor if you're looking on his side, he's just like wildly swinging his lightsaber and doing all sorts of flips and stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And they're just having like like it's very clear that he didn't know what he was swinging at, and they just added the laser bolts hitting the lightsaber after the fact. Like, it wasn't like they told him, okay, you need to block it like this, because it needs to look correct, or whatever. They just told him, no, just swing it around and flail it, it's fine. I want HBO to tackle a Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars TV series after Game of Thrones. This has nothing to do with anything, but I was just thinking about how much I don't like the lightsaber fights in this movie, and I want to see, or I want to see lightsaber fights that I like again. I mean, the Force Awakens is good too, but I kind, I kind of want them to just do episodes eight and nine and be done, and no more Star Wars. I'm, I'm fine. I'm all Star Wars <laughs> out. I don't want any more. I'm really curious to see how oh. Star Wars, what Star Wars looks like in like two decades. I want to see what the state of the franchise. I went. I wish I could just see what movies have come out. If they if they gave up on the Star Wars every year thing, if people got tired of that, I'm very curious. Or if they just turned them into Can I just serial say, episodes. Yeah. Can I just say going going back to something I said in, in the, the first um, the, the previous episode? I, I said. Padme says, I was the youngest queen ever elected, which, once again, it's a very stupid statement. Uh, she doesn't actually say that. She says, you know, I wasn't the youngest queen ever elected. Which, to be fair, I was wrong about that. that. But that's, but that still doesn't really disprove my point how, like, she gets no arc or whatever. Like, Fun fact, th- there, you, there's nothing... You know? to- Yes. I was going to say, do you know who the youngest queen ever elected was on Naboo? Shmi. It was Jake Lloyd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Was it Rose Byrne? Was it Kira Knightley? Yeah. Was it Sophia Coppola? Because apparently I, she I... was one of the handmaidens in episode one. I mentioned in the last episode that I think George Lucas just got really excited by the fact that Natalie Portman and Keira Knightley look so similar, and he wanted to put them in a movie together. 
And I feel like he did the same thing with Rose Byrne. He was just like, oh man. Oh man, I found another one. She's gotta be in this movie too. Because she doesn't do anything in this movie. She's the, she's just there. Yeah. The more we talk, there's, as we, like, we'll have, we're going over these points, and I keep thinking of things I want to touch on because they're just so bad. Like, the yeah, part where the, there's too much. Like, I, like, I feel like we could go into the whole, like, the Kaminoans, they kind of just welcome Obi-Wan with open arms without really checking on his credentials or finding out who he is, and they're like, hey, we got this clone army in the back, you want to see it? Yeah. And he's you like, You look like yeah, a Jedi, we'll, you're we'll wearing robes. It, I guess. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> See, he's wearing should, the should ceremonial about... Jedi robes. Darren... <sighs> should, should we talk about Count Dooku? Continue. I guess he's the antagonist of this movie. No. He shows up an hour and a half into the movie. This movie is also way too long. All it the prequels are way too long. This one, though, it, it just keeps going. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Hello. At least in Phantom Menace, you kind of get towards the end, and you're like, "Oh, look, they're they're having a finale, I guess, and stuff is yeah. happening." And like, like it, they, I mean, they spend a lot of time because they're cycling through so much crap. But at least you know that you're getting towards the end. This is just like, stop. So, so Christopher Lee is actually pretty good in this, but I think sure. that's just because he has a good amount of screen presence. It's nothing to do and, with the dialogue. Oh yeah, no, he's a great actor. But then he has this line where he's fighting Yoda with. A, a piston of force it, it's not the, in order to use the force they're not like force pushing each other or anything they're using a big metal object and kind of pushing it back and forth at each other and then he has yeah. the line obviously we cannot be matched by the or we cannot decide this fight by the force we will have to use lightsabers yeah like he said the line sounds it's exactly like that yeah it's the most ham-fisted Oh, now we need to switch to a different phase of the final boss fight. Oh my gosh. Can, can I just say, I, I I really was confused by just his introduction when he's talking with Obi-Wan where Obi-Wan's captured and he's stuck up on the little electrical thing and he's just kind of spinning around the whole scene. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Count Dooku's like... Oh, I'm I'm not a bad guy. I'm I'm joining the separatists because that there's an evil evil dark lord of the Sith who's controlling the, the the Senate and whatnot. But then Dooku just pulls out a red lightsaber later. So he's a Maybe Sith. He's... Yeah. Why would you tell Obi Wan that? If you're is, concerned is about it, why wouldn't you tell you tell the rest of the people who aren't joining the Separatists, hey, we're joining the Separatists because there's a big evil Sith dude, and if you don't care, then are you just trying to mess with Obi-Wan? And what, how is that? What? And then he's like, oh, I, I taught Qui-Gon, you know that. Wink, wink. Guys, remember Liam Neeson was in these movies once? No. I will find you. Good luck. <laughs> I'm amazed by the... Can we do the Taken the... Trilogy? Can we do the Is... Taken Trilogy? <laughs> do we also have to do the new movie with... Kidnap with whoever? It's the female <laughs> version of Taken? Do we have to do that too if we do that? I feel like we would. I, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Is there any... 
other franchise that wastes the potential of its cast as much as this does. I don't think it even comes close. I really don't. I cannot imagine anything else that... This has... Um, Sam Jackson. I would say... Ian McGregor. The, the closest... The closest I could think of is the Hobbit trilogy, and that's solely because I don't know who any of the dwarves are at the end of the trilogy. But but, but the the actors in those movies do give some decent performances because Peter Jackson can direct. Yeah. Um, that's true. And even if, uh, Martin Martin Freeman's still great in those movies, even if they're kind of terrible. Um, yeah. And and uh, what's his face? Ben Ben Benedict. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He, I mean, he's good as Smaug, and, and like, they, they, they're they good. Like, the performances themselves are good, at least. There is something you can get out of that. Lee Pace is great, and, and Kate from Lost is fine. <laughs> the, that's a, I guess that's a Plinkett reference to way of calling whoever that is. Um, Evangeline Lilly? Yeah. Kate Her. from Lost. <laughs> Martha? Um, but just, the... Like so, this one has Sam Jackson, Ian McGregor, Christopher Lee, Liam Neeson, um, Ian McDermott. Yeah, uh, I mean, Natalie, he actually Natalie it. Portman, Natalie Portman, Kira Knightley, Joel Edgerton's uh, Owen, Owen Lars, and he gets nothing to do. Yeah, um, even though this is before he became like a really big actor, but still. Sure. I don't know if I don't know that if we've I've covered all the ma- the major ones, but still, that is a, an amazing cast to have for this this trilogy, and yeah, you, they somehow managed to suck the charisma out of almost all of them. Yep, I don't understand because the the originals have such great charming performances from from actors who aren't even that well known for giving giving performances that great I mean Harrison Ford obviously but Mark Hamill I mean definitely he's grown into that a lot more but at the time he I mean he wasn't that great of an actor at the time I I don't how did they get that those performances out of that cast and these performances out of this cast I, I don't get it You okay, Why are all the clone troopers CG? I don't know. All also, of them are CG. What what are we supposed to get from the clone troopers? Because I think we see the end and there's the Imperial March playing and it's like, oh, the, it's the stormtroopers. It's the start of the storm. But the stormtroopers aren't clones, right? Don't we establish that at some point? Yeah, when, when otherwise did... in one of the special editions they would have changed the voices to all the stormtroopers to the Django Fett actor. Sure. When, when, and they don't do when, that. When did they change? Do they? Why don't they just keep making more clone armies? He's the emperor. He can just tell Camino, "Hey, make more clone armies." I'm the emperor. I'll kill you otherwise. I mean, they obviously don't monitor anyway. They're they're using an assassin as like the the. the why are they using Jango Fett as the base for the clones? Because he looks like Boba Fett. You remember Boba Fett? <laughs> I had his action figure once. He's a pretty cool guy. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's a bad film. It just doesn't work at all. You know what the best thing to come out of this, this movie was? 
this this trilogy was what the original Lego Star Wars video game. Just saying. That's the only reason I have any goodwill left for these movies is because I I used to play that all the time when I was a kid. And you know what? I mean, these the Battlefront games too. Sure, sure. But those had, those had original stuff, trilogy stuff too, didn't they? Yeah, but they, but they also had tons of prequel stuff. The original the original Lego Star Wars video game was just the the prequel movies. Yes, and it was great. I'm pretty sure you were in the the hub was Dexter Jetster's laboratory, yep. not laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean serial I mean serial killer home base. I mean what is Dexter is a very specific name to have for to give a character. Anyway, um can I just say I I have I I have another interesting idea for what they should have done with this movie and it could have helped explain yes. away a stupid plot hole. Yeah. Um so I, I I mentioned earlier why did they in this these ten years why did they never go and save Shmi from slavery and just conveniently because Anakin starts getting bad dreams about her getting attacked by the Sand People does she does he tell Padme I'm sorry I don't really have a choice now we have to go save her um what what if like Anakin goes and she dies and he blames it all on the Jedi Order and you were able to come up with some reason as to why they cannot allow him to go rescue her. That way that that's your reason for why he's so disenfranchised with the Jedi in the third movie. Not because they won't make me a master and I'm mad about it. And they also won't let me love people but don't worry because I did that behind their backs anyway. It's fine. It's fine. Are there no cameras? I'm a, I'm in a these great places? Jedi. I'm a great Jedi. He, he's the best Jedi that's ever been. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Best Jedi. Also, I so they're just training Anakin at this point. When Yoda clearly had very strong misgivings about this, and I'm still confused as to why, like. Yoda has never done anything, even though Anakin is clearly an awful Jedi and refuses to follow any of their rules. I'll raise you one yeah. better. So oh after boy. Anakin commits genocide and slaughters all those Tusken Raiders, it it cuts yep. to Yoda getting bad vibes from him, and Mace Windu walks in and he goes, what is it? And Yoda goes, oh, Anakin's in pain, such terrible pain. I, I don't know what's happening to him right now. There's no repercussions to that ever. <laughs> they they never talk to him about it. They're never like, "Hey, you were feeling really bad that day. What happened? Oh God, what did you? You're out of the order." <laughs> never is that talked about. What's the point of that scene? What if? How does this trilogy change if the first movie? Here here's this. Here's how we change the basic structure. Forget all the stupid the dialogue. Is, There's so the much. The answer is it gets better. No matter what the but, change is, the answer is it gets better. But but hear this out specifically. If the first movie is the um like it, it's it's not Kid Anakin. It's Anakin getting introduced to the the Jedi Order. Obi Wan is some. Is, is like a, a Padawan who gets or maybe like a, a freshly minted Jedi who gets sent off to some backorder planet called Tatooine and that's where he meets Anakin and, and that's where like the somehow they, they become friends. Anakin's like a ragtag like you know uh, Aladdin type 
where he's just living on the streets. I think I mentioned this last episode that this is my my general structure for the first one, and that, and they they form a an unlikely friendship and yada yada yada. And then this movie is more or less the same idea, I guess. Not really, because the plot of this movie is stupid. But the, 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 it's them going on adventures. Um, maybe Pat, you, you, you get Padme involved. And then something happens well, see, at the end I, of this one. I, I'm fine with the romantic getaway side of it if you remove the Jedi aren't allowed to love each other, like love other people yeah, yeah, thing. If exactly. you get rid of that, then um, I'm fine with it. But, yeah, sure. But either way, this movie is more or less the same subject matter. But then at the end... Anakin gets does get kicked out of the order or he gets like the the Jedi are chasing him and the third movie is him going there's no or execute order 66 there's no like oh these clones kill all the Jedi even though the Jedi should probably be fine and like Palpatine had the con this convoluted plan to get into power it's just Palpatine's an evil Jedi guy and or an evil Sith guy and and uh, I think that makes it a lot, a lot more dynamic if the first one is an origin story of Obi-Wan and Anakin. The second one is about their bond. It's about Anakin slowly falling to his impulses. He does something terrible like kill... Probably not kill an entire town full of mostly innocent alien people. But, Maybe he um, kills one person. Yeah, kills, kills a guy. Um... And the Jedi freak out, and they go after him, and he's on the run, and Obi-Wan's conflicted because he, he loves him, but he doesn't want to, you know, yeah. and, and all that. I think that makes the story structure of this so much more dynamic. Yeah. I think just, just doing that alone, and and that gives you, I don't know, it makes the, the fall from grace a lot more, a lot easier, especially if it's something where Anakin doesn't, like, we we sympathize with why Anakin does whatever he does that gets him kicked out. And yeah. then you know we're we're much more on his side, and it, and that's just one example. There's so many different ways, and and there's tons of videos out there that of people explaining their own version of the story. There's so many different ways you could do this that aren't this. Yep. And that's ultimately what it comes down to is we cho- we ended up with literally the most boring possible route. Yep. I really want them to remake the pre- prequels. I know they never will, and they. I mean, I I understand that. I respect that they they don't want to. You know they get on George Lucas's bad side and all that and like yeah you know make him cuz i mean obviously he does love this franchise and he's passionate even if he's was way in over his head and but i just really want to see somebody try to to do a remake that just completely throws everything out the window tries to match everything up with the original trilogy completely different story just the same characters i really yep. want to see somebody try that but all right and maybe maybe years down the road we'll get that but I, I think the last thing we should discuss because there, there's there's we could probably talk about this whole movie for a day and then still have stuff to complain about because that's yep. just how dense the problems are with the at movies. some point we would probably end up just going over the movie bit by bit yeah so um I, I think the last part we should talk about is Yoda with the lightsaber and how that wholly contradicts everything about him and the the force as a concept. And, and then we can kind of wrap yep. it up. Because, like, the whole thing is is that size doesn't matter. It's your belief and, like, like how much, ha- like, your concentration and how much, like, mind and willpower you have. That's that's mm-hmm. what, you know, gives you power with the Force. And then he just pulls out a little lightsaber and then he can just do a million flips and he turns into a video game character. Yep. Wouldn't that have been better if Even the though fight- he's not... 
Yeah. I was going to say, even though he's not at all agile in the original, it's... He's this decrepit old... I mean, he at this point, he's, what, 850-something? Somewhere in that range? Yeah. Older than that? Like... He's not some spry young dude. He's he's this this old decrepit wise master who completely just uses his mind and and he doesn't like that's all. That's all he does. He he's he should compl- he should be and he should be able to wipe the floor with pretty much anybody. Yeah. Which is why it makes a lot more sense after what we see of him in like the original trilogy. Why it would make a lot more sense for just Anakin or other Jedi to be killing the Jedi in the first place and not a bunch of clones. We'll get there. I I just wish, like, I I think, like, the fight with him and Dooku, I I do like that it starts off with them using the Force against each other. But I think that should have been the whole fight. Like, they should have found a way to be very creative about using the Force instead of just, oh, no, he can pull out his little lightsaber. Isn't that adorable? We can throw that in the trailer and the fanboys will lose their minds. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. I'm done with this movie. I never want to talk about it again. Yep, sounds good to me. All right, I- I'm except I'm now we're probably gonna end. Up... We're I'm 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 probably going. Uh, I don't have as much person. See, see. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the F minus. I've said that many times before, sure. and I, I've only used it twice. I, I get it. You hate me. I understand that. Superman. I, I'm explaining for the audience, okay? God. <laughs> um, I just... Like, this movie's bad, and, I, and I'm upset by that, but I don't feel like the personal anger, like, I am deeply offended by this movie. As, as an individual, I'm offended by this movie. I'm not. Like, it's bad, and, yeah. I, and I don't like it, and it, it bothers me, but I'm not, like, horribly, horribly offended down to my core the way I am with X-Men 3 or Batman vs. Superman. So I'm just going to go F. I'm going F-minus. <laughs> y- yeah. No, no, no. That, that's that's completely understandable, and I figured you would. But I, I'm just... I, I figured I, I owed the audience an explanation as to why. Do you have any last punches you want to throw into this this movie before we 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 leave the audience? No. <laughs> we're totally going to we're I feel like we're almost certainly going to end up making an episode at some point when we just have nothing better to do where we talk about our version of the prequels. I kind of yeah. want to do that where we just I'll we just okay spend, no, spend like, a while to, like like we don't talk to each other about it. We spend like a week yeah. separate, just coming up with our own ideas. Plotting. And we share yeah. our ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. I've seen. I think there is a podcast I've seen before that does that. Um, but if we do it as a one-off thing, I think it'd be a cool idea. So yeah, have that's a thing we might do eventually, listeners. If we have nothing better to do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> do do the thing with the stuffs. Yeah, you can find us. Uh, on iTunes at Here Come the Sequels. You can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us um, online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And hey, did you enjoy the episode as much as we enjoyed making it? Well, <laughs> oh God, maybe I should of- rephrase that. <laughs>
Point being, if you enjoyed this, we'd, we'd, we'd really appreciate it if you went on iTunes and threw up a, a, a review for us. Preferably a positive one, you know. <laughs> if, yeah, if you, if you enjoyed the, this review as much as... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think Skype is slowly. There, there's all sorts of Skype lag our, at our this connection. point. Yeah. Um, the but I was gonna say if, I think if if people enjoyed th- this this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it, we would see a lot of one star reviews. <laughs> that yeah, that's that's fair. That's very fair. But yeah, if you want to go up there, throw up a, a review for us, we, we'd really appreciate it. And if we you if we appreciate you guys for suffering through. Through this nonsense, just like we do every week. I'm... This Skype lag is ridiculous. I would like you to know that Skype just completely slowed you down so that it was like every week. And it was beautiful. That's all. Alright, everybody, we'll see you guys next week for Revenge of the Sith. Stay broke, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs>